Welcome to this episode of Come Follow Me, a Disciple's Journey. I'm more nervous for this episode than any episode I've ever done because my wife is in the room. Normally, I'm alone, so hopefully she doesn't stress me out too much or make me too nervous. Um, so Section 89 was received in February of 1833. In the, uh, in the overview section or episode, we briefly discussed what precipitated this revelation. Uh, the School of the Prophets is meeting, and as a matter of fact, I'll just read uh, Brigham Young's words. He said, I think I am as well acquainted with the circumstances which led to the giving of the Word of Wisdom as any man in the church, although I was not present at the time to witness them. The first School of the Prophets was held in a small room situated over the Prophet Joseph's kitchen in a house which belonged to Bishop Whitney. The brethren came to that place for hundreds of miles to attend school in a little room probably no larger than 11 by 14. When they assembled together in this room after breakfast, the first thing they did was light their pipes and, while smoking, talk about the great things of the kingdom and spit all over the room. As soon as the pipe was out of their mouths, a large chew of tobacco would be taken. Often when the prophet entered the room to give the instructions, he would find himself in a cloud of tobacco smoke. This, and the complaints of his wife, having to clean so filthy a floor, made the prophet think upon the matter, and he inquired of the Lord, relating to the conduct of the others in using tobacco, and the revelation known as the word of wisdom was a result of his inquiry. You know what it is, and can read it at your leisure. So, there's that's what led to this. And so, he was specifically asking about this situation. And so, again, I mentioned in the overview of, uh, episode... It can be easy to think of the Word of Wisdom as a list of, yeah, do this, don't do this. Um, but there's more to it than that. And it starts off in, really in verse 2. The Lord tells us that um, it's given to for the temporal salvation of all saints in the last days. Uh, on September 9th, 1851, this is, you know, almost 20 years later. The Patriarch of the Church, John Smith, delivered a talk in general conference on the Word of Wisdom. During his address, President Brigham Young arose and proposed that all saints formally covenant to abstain from tea, coffee, tobacco, and whiskey, and all things mentioned in the Word of Wisdom. Um, think about, so that's, so 20 years later, they they take this oath to like, okay, we're going to live this law. Um, think about what the world knew about tobacco at that time and, and, these, and these substances, not a lot, and wouldn't know a lot for decades. But the Lord knew, and the Lord wanted to pres- preserve his people. So there's, there's a, there is health to this, okay? And I think that's the easiest, to me, that's the lowest hanging fruit in terms of what is the Word of Wisdom about. But there's more to the Word of Wisdom to me. There's this principle of the promise, which we'll talk about here in a second, and, and the spiritual ramifications of keeping the Word of Wisdom. There's also the fact that the Lord in all times has has given his people a health code. And if for no other reason, it's to set them apart as a peculiar people. And if you want to see a peculiar people, think about a people who don't frequent Starbucks. There's a Starbucks on every corner in America because everyone drinks coffee. You want a peculiar people? You have a people that that doesn't drink coffee. And really, it could be for no other reason. And I don't know what the reasons completely are, but it could be for no other reason that the Lord wants a peculiar, set-apart, different people. And that's what we should be and what we are. Um, 
and in, you'll read in verse 2 that this this was not given as a commandment originally, and that's why I mentioned that it wasn't until 1851 that Brigham Young says, hey, everyone, let's live this. And it wasn't until the early 1900s, I want to say maybe 1920s even, that it became part of the uh, requirements to enter the temple and get a temple recommend. Uh, but it was a progressive thing for a reason, because had... Let's see. Uh, Joseph F. Smith said, The reason undoubtedly why the word of wisdom was given as not by commandment or restraint was at that time, at least, if it had been given as a commandment, it would have been brought every man addicted to the use of these noxious things under condemnation. So the Lord was merciful and gave them a chance to overcome before he brought them under the law. Later on, it was announced from the stand, this stand by President Brigham Young that the word of wisdom was a revelation and a command of the Lord. And then to revisit the temporal salvation... Let's see, Brigham Young, I believe this is from Brigham Young, uh, said that some of the benefits are health and vitality, strength and endurance, greater strength to avoid such physical sins as unchastity, a savings in money not spent on harmful substances, and greater resistance to man, uh, to many of the diseases that attack the body. So there's just a few. How, uh, you know, so when I talk about the, these, this low-hanging fruit, there we go. It's the temporal salvation. It's for good for us, okay? Um, and there are, you know, as we talk throughout this 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 episode, there's going to be a few other quotes and comments about that. But what I want to make sure we end up on is and and remember is that that's just a part of it. There, back in section uh, 29, the Lord told told us that never at any time has He given a commandment that was that was temporal in nature. Always, It's always spiritual, and this is no different. As President Stephen L. Richards said, the word of wisdom is spiritual. It is true that it enjoins the use of desire or deleterious substances and makes provision for the health of the body, but the largest measure of good derived from its observance is an increased faith in the development of more spiritual power and wisdom. Likewise, the most regrettable and damaging effects of its infractions are spiritual also. Injury to the body may be comparatively trivial to the damage to the soul and the destruction of faith, the retardation of spiritual growth. So I say every commandment involves a spiritual growth. So I say every commandment involves a spiritual principle. So, spiritual. And it's a principle with a promise. We're going to get to the promise at the very end. But it's also given uh, and adapted to the capacity of the weak and the weakest of all saints. This is one of my favorite things of this, is this preface to the, to the Word of Wisdom. And I remember teaching this to people on my mission and you know they may have been people who smoked for 20 years you know I taught people who smoked for basically their entire adult life or even longer than that that they picked up a pack of cigarettes at age 13 and had smoked ever since but it's adapted to the capacity of the weak and the weakest of all saints or who can be called saints and that means anyone that potentially could be called a saint that means anyone who potentially joins uh, the church enters on the covenant path. So I loved sharing this with them because, look, I know it's going to be hard, and you have this addiction, but you can do it. How do I know? Because the Lord has said this. The Lord promised this. So then we get into some of the things. What what are the do's and don'ts? And so there's this, the easy ones, right? There's tobacco, and there's a strong drink, alcohol. There's uh, hot drinks, and there's been discussion about that, but it's been 
Joseph Smith and Hiram Smith, who were around at the time when the, this was given, both of them, uh, back then clarified that tea and coffee was what the Lord meant when he said hot drinks. Uh, so what are some of the consequences of, of partaking of these types of things? Well, uh, J. Reuben Clark, in talking about alcohol, said, Over the earth the demon drink is in control. Drunken with strong drink, men have lost their reason. Their counsel has been destroyed. Their judgment and vision are fled. They reel forward to destruction. Drinks bring cruelty into the home. It walks arm in arm with poverty. Its companions are disease and plague. It puts chastity to flight, and it knows neither honesty nor fair dealings. It is a total stranger to truth. It drowns out conscious. It is the bodyguard of evil. It curses all who touch it. Drink has brought more woe and misery, broken more hearts, wrecked more homes, committed more crimes, filled more coffins than all the wars the world has suffered. That's a pretty bold but straightforward statement there. Another interesting thing to note, uh, the Lord does give us... Look, he created these things, right? He created the process that makes alcohol. He created tobacco plants, okay? There's a purpose for them. And he says, look, strong drink, alcohol, that's for washing, okay? And tobacco is for healing of, uh, of wounds and for sick cattle, okay? So there's a purpose. There are things that can be used for, but when you use them for the reason or outside of the reason that they were created, that, that's what causes problems. Another George Albert Smith said, um, in my judgment, the use of tobacco, a little thing as it seems to some men, has been the means of destroying their spiritual life, has been the means of driving their, from them the companionship of the spirit of our father, has alienated them from the society of good men and women, and has brought upon them the disregard and reproach of the, of the children that have been born to them. And yet the devil will say to a man, oh, it's only a little thing. And again, this speaks to the importance that this is a spiritual thing. It's yeah, tobacco is not good for you. But what is what is what did Elder uh, George Albert Smith here say? That it's been the means of destroying their spiritual life, and that's the important thing. And we're kind of leading into what are the promises? Uh, before we get there, something to note is that it can be easy to forget that the Lord also tells us things that we should be using and the good things and you know fruits and vegetables and uh, wholesome herbs the word herbs refers, refers to vegetables and plants that are nourishing and healthful for man um, so he doesn't just tell us these to not to's he does tell us some to do's uh, and there's been some interesting you know questions about what does it mean when he says that we only use things in the season thereof but he's just uh, Elder Johnny Witzow basically to summarize what he said uh, he said that means using things before they go bad and you know it's been used to say well hey look this tomato we're only supposed to grow in this season but now with greenhouses and other other um, tools of men we can grow tomatoes year round okay well, that's not in its season. We shouldn't eat it. That's bad. That's not, Elder John A. Witzow says, that's not what it's talking about. It's What it means is eat things before they rot. Um, all right, let's get to the end here and kind of the pinnacle. And verses 18 through 21 
already does and says, And all saints who remember to keep and do these sayings, walking in obedience to the commandments, shall receive health in their navel and marrow in their bones, shall find wisdom and great treasures of knowledge, even hidden treasures, and shall run and not be weary, and shall walk and not faint. And I, the Lord, give unto them a promise that the destroying angel shall pass by them as the children of Israel and not slay them. There's the, there's the promises. There's the spiritual promises. Now, look, there are some things that you might read there and say, hey, he promised me health. Maybe he did. Maybe. But sometimes sometimes people get sick and they die even if they're even if they're keeping the word of wisdom. That's called part of mortal life. But if you're living this law, what, you, what will not escape you is the spiritual blessings. Um, these are, again, more spiritual than physical. And referring to Elder Johnny Witzow again, he said, The reward for, for keeping the word of wisdom is fourfold. Number one, self-control is developed. That's implied in verse 3 of the Revelation, which states the word of wisdom is adapted to the capacity of the weak and the weakest of all saints who are or can be called saints. Number two, the strength of the body, including resistance to contagion, is a result of wise living. Number three, clearness of mind is a gift of those whose bodies are in healthy condition. Number four, spiritual power comes to all who conquer their appetites, live normally, and look upward to God. Ezra, Ezra T. Benson, member of the Quorum of the Twelve under Brigham Young, so not Ezra Taft Benson, he said, When we first heard this revelation upon the word of wisdom, many of us thought it consisted merely in our drinking tea and coffee, but it is not only using tea and coffee or, or, and, uh, and our tobacco and whiskey, but it's very every other evil which is calculated to contaminate this people. Which is, uh, sorry, the word of wisdom implies to cease from adultery, to cease from all manner of excess, from all kinds of wickedness and abomination that are common amongst this generation. It is strictly speaking, keeping the commandments of God and living by every word that proceedeth from his mouth. He wants us to be peculiar and set apart. So it's the word of wisdom is about being set apart and separate from the world. And when we live this law, and look, there are there are biological and physiological reasons. I think there are there, there are those things. It's surely it's easier to hear the still small voice of the spirit when you're not being uh, you know hampered by an addiction to tobacco or to nicotine or to alcohol or to some other drug or to Look, and this this is going to be maybe uh, controversial, but it it can apply to caffeine. If you if you have to have your caffeine and you've got to have it, what's your body thinking? Your body is thinking about the caffeine. Your mind is thinking, I've got to have this caffeine. I can't wake up. I can't think. I can't process. I have a headache. Can you? The spirit is still a small voice. So it's it's that's what it, that's what the word of wisdom is about one of the things it's about calming and uh our our physical body so that we can more easily hear the spirit it's about putting our spirit in charge of our physical body our spirits in the pre-earth life and the pre-mortal life chose to follow christ the whole test of this entire mortal life is to make that choice again that's it and how do we do that? Well, our spirits already chose once, so we just need to let our spirits continue to choose and make, uh, you know, to put our physical wants and desires behind our spiritual 
to have our spiritual sense and body and mind be in charge. And when we do that, yes, it's easier, which helps and allows the promises of finding wisdom and great treasures of knowledge, even hidden treasures, possible. It allows us to walk and not faint, to run and not be weary. Yes, physically, but spiritually, it's spiritual. It allows us to to learn the things that we're meant to learn when we're supposed to learn them. It allows us to endure our spiritual journey through life. Yes, physical things will be blessed. Yep. But again, sometimes we won't. Sometimes we'll get sick. Sometimes we we won't run and not be weary. But what, what matters is that spiritually speaking, we will. Spiritually speaking, the destroying angel will pass by us. And in the last days, the destroying angels, we've talked about this in the last several sections, section 87 specifically, the angels, they were loosed. They were they came down and they've been preparing the world for the second coming. Well, we don't, we don't want to be destroyed. We, how do we, well, how do we do that? Here you go. It's a principle with a promise. Live the word of wisdom. And then pray and ask the Heavenly Father to, to say, to grant you with those blessings. Thanks for listening to this episode and best of luck in your studies this week.